Do you know do you know what I am drinking? What are you drinking? It looks like a crisp and lovely white wine. It is a crisp and lovely Sav Blanc from the New Zealand peoples. I was going to say area and then I was I'm sorry. Everyone, <laughs> if you can't tell we're recording this late at night. It's been a long day. Um yes, from from the good peoples of New Zealand. I was going to say the New Zealand region and I was like but it's it's a country. It's ugh, like everybody. It's been a long day. Um, we are we're uh, MM had a long day of uh, patriotic civil duty. Yes, yes. It's also it was primaries day here in Virginia. Ooh, and That's right. I mean, vote local vote often. I know all of your candidates because I was in Maryland for five days and saw <laughs> all the commercials multiple times. I have been getting. So many phone calls from random Virginia area numbers, and every single one, I'm like, if you're not in my phone, nope, 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 nope. I'm gonna vote. I'm, I swear, I'm gonna vote. Um, so many text me- like I appreciate the get out the vote push. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I know but it's I'm effective. there. I've been there. Right. Like I know it's yeah, effective, but there's sure. gotta be, there's gotta be a list of like mm-hmm. a definite voter that you don't need to waste yes. your time on. But that also is going to give you a lot of excuses about why they, too, are not going to volunteer. Because <laughs> I feel like... That is me. Whenever I give in and I answer the phone or the door, like when I recognize, like back uh, back during the presidential primaries and like Warren mm-hmm. folks would come to my door and they'd be like, well, you... I, you know, they'd see that I had a bumper sticker. They'd be so excited that they didn't weren't meeting hostilities or whatever. And then they'd be like, well, since you're so gung-ho, do you want to sign up? And I'd have to be like, I mean, I did end up volunteering yeah. a little bit um, when I could. But, like, the people who have the energy and um, for whom social interaction is not their wildest nightmare, um, I salute them. And I would I like to volunteer my time or money in other ways i did a phone bank mm-hmm. one time and wanted to die yeah i i went door knocking for one campaign um back back when hrc was running and i have nothing but admiration and respect for the people who organize that type of work and who do it but i was obviously the new person on the scene and so they gave for some reason they gave all the new people the apartment buildings and they gave the experienced people the neighborhoods. And so I kept getting chased out of apartment buildings <laughs> by managers. They were just like, you don't know anyone here. Like, you're trespassing. You need to leave. Right. And people are calling to complain about you. And it was like, I'm trying. I guess the organizers were like, it's like easy Halloween. But no, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not easy Halloween. They were like, oh, lucky you. You just get this one hundred story apartment building all you have to do is like get some like trail somebody in have like get up to the very top floor and just work your way down and i think i made it two floors before the manager was like um no you need to go and i know it works i know it does and like you know you know i'm an avid listener to all of crooked media's podcasts and they're always like you need to get involved i will get involved in other ways friend because When I receive a thousand million text messages or when I receive like I like all it does is turn me off. There's got to be another way for introverts to interact with other introverts. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be. I know. I feel like I'm in in, right. 
you know, the calculus is swimming around my head, etc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, but wait, oh. to follow up to my original thought, this lovely New Zealand <laughs> wine that I'm drinking... From the New Zealand people. what was... From the New Zealand peoples is what was left of the bottle of wine that we shared when you were visiting here last week. And it was so good to see you. It was very good to see you. And I don't know if uh, the lizards lizarding um, follow us on Instagram. They should at Wineheim's Pod. They should. I show up and it's wonderful to see you and I see you and I see super husband and, and first and second daughter. Older daughter goes, so you guys going to record the podcast live? And like my brain goes <laughs> blank and I'm like, that would have been real, real smart. She's a genius. That one, <laughs> that would have been super so, smart. Speaking of uh, other people's commentary on our recording, um, I almost got into a fight with Super Husband before we recorded right now. Okay. But only because we were all just like so hot and tired mm-hmm. because lizards, it's it's DC summertime. It's hot and humid and we tried to get out and get some exercise on our way to the polling place and we did, but you know what? It was hot. So then we're all cranky and yeah, tired. When to we quote get back. to quote um listener Jenny, um former listener Jenny? intermittent intermittent listener jenny um jenny come back to she describes it as gravy air because when you walk outside the air is so thick like it's not like you're walking through air it is fully like a thick brown thanksgiving gravy it's thick it's thick and it's heavy it's like it's heavy air i don't know any other way to put it it's just so gross were it a color it would be brown yeah it would be like and not a pretty brown no like not like a cinnamon brown it would be like a like a tepid beige <laughs> that's so, uh that's so, the name of my band that's the name of my autobiography <laughs> tepid beige tepid, tepid beige the mm story uh. so uh, uh so i was cleaning up the kitchen because he had bless bless him many times he had cooked and uh, so i was cleaning up the kitchen and telling him that we were scheduled to record this evening. And you know those times when you're talking to someone and you're both speaking the same language, and yet the other person is fully not comprehending what you're saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so he was saying, well, but you recorded two episodes last time, so shouldn't you still have an episode to cover to, to release this week? I said, no, because we released it last week. He said, yeah, but then you have the second one. I said, no, that got released at the normal time. To the point, I mean, it, it got to the point where I was like, I'm so sorry. It's not that hard to understand. <laughs> and then he pulls up a calendar. <laughs> We're pointing out dates. And I was like, no, it was here. He's like, no, it was here. And I was like, I, I'm, he- I'm done. <laughs> He I'm cannot argue. And, you know, if he was a listener, that's what I said. It about would five be times. very easy for him to know the sequence five of times. Re- really. <laughs> I was I was saying, I know you don't listen. And so this might be hard for you to understand. But we've already released the pre-record that we did in anticipation of Katie's trip. Right, but no, you should still have one more. And no, we don't. I can't. It's gonna. I can't even get back into it. And who's on first? Oh, 
you know, I think I think the the greatest thing you can learn about your partner in a long-term relationship is when you just need to walk away. <laughs> like there are no winners in this scenario. We're we're all just I'm just walking away. There's there are no winners. There's only Zool. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, seeing you was Ooh. lovely, although we, you know, did not have the foresight to record, but it was lovely. We played mm. uh, Apples to Apples as a fam plus spinster aunt. Mm-hmm. We uh, had some popcorn. We watched a movie. So it was so lovely. Good. It was so much fun. We went, we went for a little walk. We saw a haunted house. Um, mm-hmm. Not like a fun one. No, like, well, I mean... <laughs> All haunted houses are kind of fun as long as they are not your house, I think, as long as you are not living in that house. Well, there's this, this is going to be a brief aside, and then I promise we're going to dig right into MM's episode here. Um, but many moons ago, their house number is very close to the apartment number I used to have like three mm-hmm. apartments ago. And I got it confused in my head, and I ordered a bunch of a bunch two i ordered two things um i ordered some presents i bought you so many gifts uh i ordered christmas gifts uh for mm and the girls and i sent it to a number that was incorrect and i didn't realize it until it was much too late (laughs) the one from evil overlords uh that one was it was it was unchangeable. I think that's I think it said it was a it arrived and you were like there's nothing here and that's when I realized it and then by then I also couldn't change the one that was from a different place. Ooh. And MM very kindly was like, "Well, I think that is a real address. Like I don't think it's just going to bounce, mm-hmm. so I'll just go and like you know, talk to that person yeah. and get my It was a quick goog. You know. A quick goog. I was like, "Oh, 2 3 blocks away. No problem. Quick goog." In the hood. This house is so fucking scary. (laughs) So here's the deal with this house. This house, um, we learned, not in this instance, but just in general through our neighborhood listserv, because people have been complaining about this house. Apparently someone who owns this house is quite elderly, and their family had moved them out of the house several years ago into a nursing home or assisted living facility, something like that. And so... There's no one living in the house. I repeat, there's no one living in the house. and For many, many moons. I'm not saying they don't take care of it, but there's no one living in the house. So, uh, you know, once except for demons. a month, maybe, except for demons and the devil. So I think like once a month, someone might come and like cut the grass and pick up any of like the mail and the flyers. Um, the backyard used to just be completely open, but they've they've rolled out what looks to be chicken wire mm-hmm. um, to keep people out of the back. And also there used to be, I mean, for at least a year, at least a year, there was a really old rundown convertible that would have been cute if somebody had fixed it up, but it was A, it wasn't fixed up. B, it was sitting in their driveway with a top down for at least a year. So you can imagine the wildlife that had set up residence in this vehicle, as well as all form of flora and fauna. <laughs> the, amount that of, were... the amount of mold. Uh, yes. Virginia, yes. Northern Virginia is a moist area. And... Look, DC was built on a swamp, okay? 
it's, it's, they don't call it a cesspool for nothing. It like literally was built on a swamp. And in the summer, you can feel it. Was it a heavy snow winter that year? Probably. Um, so it was probably oh. just full of snow for a couple months. Um, but yeah, so we get to this house and it is all white. It has... With a little front porch. Wait, wait, wait. Little... Let's, let's talk about going to pick up the packages real quick. So these packages go there because we had to make two trips to the demon house. Yep. So, obviously, we went to go pick up the packages in the middle of the day, Smart. right? Because I'm not going to on that. I'm not setting foot on that property yeah, in the Yeah, a dark. funny mug or whatever I bought you is not worth your soul. Debatable. But, <laughs> so, we went over there during the day, and I walked up to the house, and I was like, great. Like, I realize this this house, and there's no one living there. So I knock on the door because I know there will be people, neighbors looking. Like, why is there somebody at this house where nobody lives? Um, on the off chance someone was there, knock the door. Nobody comes. So then I pick up the package. And then I'm about to leave. And I'm like, oh, no. This is Christmas time. Everyone is concerned about people stealing things off of people's porches. Every neighbor probably has a ring camera. Like, what? I, so then I very loudly had to, like, turn around and say, I, this was addressed to me and delivered to the wrong address and therefore it is my property. And I, like in the fake British voice, like I'm declaring something as a town crier so that no one like calls the cops that I'm taking the stuff off the front porch. And that was just box number one. And then we had to do a rinse and repeat for box number two. And it was so scary being on that porch. And then in the, in like the afternoon sun, it was still so scary to be on that porch. And, and on either side of this house are like inhabited cute homes. Yes. And across the street, like yes. every other house is like, you know, at some point they will sell this house mm. and they'll make a gajillion dollars off mm -hmm. of it. And I'm sure someone will literally just gut it and like redo it and it'll be super... Cute and nice, but that day's not today, nor was it then. And honestly, the demons are attached to the land, so they don't really care. Whew. So we go and we walk past. I was like, Katie, since you're here, we need to take a walk past the demon house. You can actually see how scary it is. There is, I don't know if it's technically a second floor, if it's an attic space. I think, I think, tiny it, I think an attic space because the window is so small. It it's, is the so type, small. it's the type of window where if someone, you know, um, was trapped in an mm. attic that they would be glancing sure. out and trying to get people's attention help 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 and then when yeah. they perish and their ghost doesn't know they're just gonna keep doing that and like a little face yes. is gonna appear in this little window and we, yes. we were like we couldn't tell if there's any glass in the window not oh, i couldn't tell not that it particularly helps either way although i think no glass is scarier for some reason again the flora the fauna <laughs> right um mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe I should shine my iPhone light at it to see if there's a reflection. And then I was like, no, I will not be doing that because you know what it's mm -hmm. going to do. It's going to get a mm -hmm. demon's attention or it's going to mm -hmm. illuminate a big scary face that's going to then chase us. So I did not do that. And we left that mystery unsolved. The girl from The Ring is going to appear I in mean, that upstairs. Her on. hair is going to go all the way down to the ground. Full the girl on. from The Grudge. <gasps> oh, it yeah. was. And... and like, I was just sitting there going, like, one, I can't believe you didn't just abandon those presents forever. I wouldn't have <laughs> blamed you. It. And two, thank goodness you didn't have to, like, hop a fence. Like, at the very least, it wasn't, like, set far back from the road. Like, no. it was maybe 10 feet off the road. It wasn't like you were going through, like, hedges where something was going to grab you. So no. I was trying to find silver I still had to psych myself. 
I still have to psych myself up like I was running oh, yeah. a marathon and like several hurdles. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> team. <laughs> clear hearts, clear eyes, full hearts, clear eyes. Let's go. Oh my goodness. So uh, retroactive and additional apologies for that. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, I'm Katie. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that's, that's so funny. I'm M.M. And we are bi-coastal besties bonding over wine. And mysteries. And, and this is... The wine Times Mysteries podcast. So we did leave that, mem- the mystery of, is there glass in the haunted ass window unsolved? Um, it may never be solved because I don't like to look at that house. We also continued down the street to where there was a joyful house that has their entire mm. large front yard. Uh, decorated with thematic gnomes it was lovely and really cleansed seasonal and thematic yeah cleansed the palate as it were Mm -hmm. the ghost the ghost Mm -hmm. chakra got a little bit cleansed (laughs) the ghost chakra (laughs) but we did bond over this new zealand wine and yes lizards that there was remaining wine which means we did not kill the bottle do not be scared for our abilities to drink wine no you had to drive i had to drive i had a bit of a headache and mm-hmm. um, which took most of my trip to kick. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so typically we would probably like if in in the before times when I lived closer, uh, we'd probably kill a bottle. But and it is at least, and it is not to uh, speak ill of the wine, which was lovely. No, no, it was lovely. Um, but yes, you had to drive, alas. Oh. But so we just talked about a very local. Northern Virginia mystery of the demon house. Mm -hmm. So today I thought I would surprise you with another Northern Virginia mystery. I mean, okay. And then maybe the DMV wars can cool it for a little (laughs) bit. Maybe, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. So so I'm going to tell you about this. Tell me if you've heard of this. This is called the Marion murders of Fairfax County. No, nothing P- great. Pourquoi? Even better. Pourquoi? So, we are going to talk about the very unfortunate murders of two different women named Marion in the same area of Fairfax County. First, we're going to talk a little bit about Marion Marshall. So, in 2006, Marion Marshall was living in the 6600 block of Bostwick Drive in Springfield, Virginia. She was 72 years old. She was single, never married. She didn't have any kids, but everyone reported she had so many relatives, neighbors, friends. She was very active in her community, and she had spoken to her niece on August 13th, 2006, and told her how much she was enjoying her retirement, and she was really happy. So previously, she had worked as a research librarian for tax analyst publications, and she just was really enjoying her retirement. I would too. <laughs> so her niece said that she was just genuinely really happy with where she was in life. Uh, she wasn't dating anyone. And according to her niece, I think this is so funny, she said she hadn't dated since the 60s. And at first when I read that, I thought, oh, well, she's 72 now. She means she hasn't dated like since her 60s. And then I went back and read it and I was like, oh, no, thus, thus. So since like, she was. The 1960s. In her 30s. Oh, okay. I was like, again, right. the, the calculus is appearing by my head. I was just like, um, oh, man, I mean, I'm hoping, I was identifying with her a little bit with the spinsterhood, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
I hope I don't have that much of a gap. I hope my gap is fully driven <laughs> by pandemic concerns. Everyone has had a COVID gap. Don't. Well, yeah, because I mean, some people listen. did the online thing and I was like, no, Mm-mm-mm. not for but me. But also just, I think, you know, she was, she was a single lady loving and enjoying her life. You know, 72. She don't need no man. She don't need no man. Or she was seventy-two, woman, or, or woman, or non-binary or person. Um, yeah, she don't need no partner. Do she's it. she's she's happy with herself, which I think shouldn't we all be happy with ourselves, right? Like that's life goals right there. Hashtag goals. So and just very active in her church and her community, and so everyone who knew, you know one of those everyone who knew her knew she was happy, loved her life, her community, her friends, her neighbors, her church. Oh, so so you're saying this is like extra sad, like she wasn't a dick. She wasn't like kicking puppies, and so you're like, mm. <laughs> no, there was n- I no reports of puppy kicking. So it's extra, extra sad. Okay, gotcha. Well, we're not even t- we're not even to the sad part. I don't know. Okay, I mean, I Just know it's about murders, the Marion murders, <laughs> and her name is Marion. <laughs> so spoiler alert. I think I think I know where there. this is headed. Oh, so the next day, August fourteenth, two thousand six, she goes to her local neighborhood giant which if lizards if you're not from the i don't know mid-atlantic east coast i don't know how far giants go it's a grocery store it's great it's, it's not it's not a say i don't know it's similar to a safeway or a vons or kroger it's not frou-frou it's not yeah. whole foods it's it's you know solid it's also not food lion so you know it's <laughs> a burn sorry Gotta knock it every time. I've never once had a good experience at a food lion. That's just me. But I also grew up going to a grocery store called the Piggly Wiggly. So, you know, there's that. There's that. So she goes to the Giant in nearby Annandale on August 14th. And there were security cameras that showed her in the store around 11.15. So she shopped there. She was alone. And she drove home. And then a neighbor said that they were driving behind Mary and Marshall and they each pulled into their driveways at the same time. Right. So the neighbor confirmed that. So later that day, a friend of Mary and Marshall's went to her home and found her body. So what had happened was Marion was supposed to meet a friend of hers in DC because again, she has many friends in a very active social life and she didn't show up. So the friend then took a cab and went out to Marion's house, but the friend was, of course, a little scared to go knocking and go on the door by herself. So the friend went to her neighbor's house and asked if he would walk over there with, with her. Smart. The neighbor happened to have her key, because, you know, everyone knows Marion. And they walk in, and she was lying on her back on the living room floor. The neighbor said she had facial bruising. She had bruising all over her arms. But she had a heart condition that they knew about. So at first they thought that maybe she just had a heart attack when she was bringing in her groceries and she got bruised when she fell Mm -hmm. from the heart attack. But they said some of her groceries were on the kitchen table. Some of them were, you know, like just around the kitchen. And so they were like, well, it almost looked more like she was in the middle of these, putting the the groceries away, got a knock and then went to the door. Mm -hmm. So they're not... They weren't strewn not about totally sure. like she dropped them. Right. Yeah. Correct. The Fairfax County Police investigated, and in their initial release, the investigation and autopsy determined that the cause of death was trauma. 
Uh, the circumstances of the encounter were unknown, but the detectives said there were no signs of forced entry. So that is Marion Marshall. Now I'm going to switch gears a little bit and go forward in time a little bit and talk about Marion Newman. So Marion Newman was last seen alive on November 19th, 2006. And she had lived in the same house for more than 30 years in the 7100 block of Reservoir Road in Springfield, Virginia. Um, she lived in the house for more than 30 years. She was volunteering at her church. She volunteered at animal shelters. She fostered dogs <sighs> after they have been uh, abandoned <sighs> or were abused. <sighs> and according to her next door neighbor and friend, she had a very strict daily routine that she followed. She called her mother, who was 92 and living in a nursing home in Springfield. She called her mother every morning and then went to go visit with her and ate dinner with her from 3.30 to 7.30 p.m. Oh, 3.30. I know. And so the investigators say that they believe that her mother was the last person to see her alive on Sunday, November 19, 2006. And then she went home. Because she did this every day with her mother, she was scheduled to go back and have dinner with her mother around 4 o'clock on Monday. However, she didn't show up. So then Marion Newman's mother called her neighbor and said, uh, have you seen Sweetie? Because that was what her mother called her, Sweetie. And the neighbor said no, uh, but that... Marion's car was in the driveway, and she said, well, can you please tell her to call me because I'm here and I'm worried about her. Then Marion Newman's mother asked one of her male neighbors at the retirement village to go check on her daughter. And so he drove out there, and when he got there, the door was cracked open, and her keys were in the door, but on the inside. Now, I'm not exactly sure what that means, if she means, like, the door is cracked open, so technically the keys were, like in the lock but like the door was in like in the house because it doesn't really make i don't know why the keys would be on the other yeah unless she had like a weird type of door where like it's a key like it's not the turning knobby but like you'd have to could be could be the neighbor said uh she had been beaten and choked no and you know the police went around and asked the neighbors a lot of questions but they didn't know anything but she went through her house with the police to see if anything had been stolen that she knew that Marion Newman must have been choked because they thought that maybe she had had throat surgery recently. And the neighbor had said, no, she definitely didn't. And then what's also really sad is that her mother died a few months later, her 92 year old mother. Can you imagine making it to 92 and then these are your last few months on earth? Like that's awful. It's so awful. So again, the police said there was no sign of forced entry into her house, um, no indication of sexual assaults, no evidence that anything was taken. And all of these things were also true in the death of Marion Marshall on August 14th, three months earlier. After the autopsy of Marion Newman, the police uh, declined to specify the cause of her death other than to say it was from trauma to the upper body, which was the same cause that they had given for Marion Marshall. So only people who were you know, involved in her death would know exactly how they were killed. And then shortly after Marion Newman's murder, the police held a press conference 
and reported that Marion Newman, who had a custom-made diamond ring, that her ring was missing. And so they thought the suspect had the ring and that they must have ties to the local community. So the ring is really unique and different because unlike Marion Marshall, Marion Newman had been married three times. And so her ring was one that she had made from all three of her engagement rings, which I thought was badass. That is and so it had th- baller. That is so So cool. it had three diamonds from each of her three husbands on this ring. And they released, you know, pictures of the rings. So then people start thinking about this and saying, okay, there's a lot of similarities between Mm -hmm. these two murders, especially when you think in Fairfax County is a very, is, is known as a very safe community. And in 2006, I think the statistic was there were 15 homicides for every million people. So they're being homicides at all, despite the fact that we covered another one in Fairfax <laughs> County recently, um, is unusual. But also to have these two women who were approximately the same age living both in Springfield, Virginia, their houses were only two miles apart wow. from each other. So they, they weren't officially linked until December 6, 2006, after they had done a very detailed victimology of both of the Marians. And So when they did this, they were looking at the physical characteristics, behavior, family dynamics of both of the victims. And so here's a little list of the connections and similarities between them. So they were two single ladies living their best lives in their 70s in Springfield, Virginia. And although they didn't know each other, they had the same first name. Neither one of them had any children. They looked alike. And they lived in red brick, one-story ramblers that were built in the same era. And I looked up, because yes, I am that person. I looked at the, the county tax records. And they were both built, both of their houses were built in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So even though they're technically in separate communities in Springfield, Virginia, they were built in the same era. Mm-hmm. And they do look very much alike. Um, they both lived alone. They had done so for many, many years and were very active in their communities. And then they were killed three months apart, two miles apart, and in both instances, there weren't any signs of a break-in. Do did they look alike? They do, and I am so happy to ask <laughs> that. I am going, I am going to pull up this article and share it with you now, where they do a side by side of these ladies. Can you see this picture? Oh wow. So, Lizards, we'll put in the link so you can take a look at these articles yourselves as well as see some of the pictures we are talking about. But there is a news article from fox5dc.com from 2019, and it shows the side-by-side pictures. It looks like they're driver's license photos for Marion Newman and Marion Marshall. Yeah, it's the same blue background, right? So it's probably the DMV. Yeah. I mean, they look shockingly Similar. They are wearing the same color lipstick. Yeah. I mean, if you... Obviously, they you can tell there are differences between them. One has curlier hair than the other, but I mean, they have the same haircut, very similar glasses, same facial shape, same nose shape, if you'd only, same age. If you'd only met... But if, if they were at, like, let's say, a church barbecue, since they were both involved in their church. Yes. And you yes. were there, and you met both of yes. them in passing... You might mix yes. them up. 
A hundred percent. You know, like that's how similar they are. Like, yes. Super husband definitely would. Oh. Yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so. Wow. So that's a little crazy. So now. Wow. Wow. So in 2019, there was an update. So although the police had said that the victims had not been sexually assaulted, they actually had unfortunately been sexually assaulted and they hadn't released that information. And in 2019, they took the DNA evidence they had collected from the scene and they had sent it to a DNA technology company in Northern Virginia that specializes in DNA phenotyping and genetic genealogy analysis. So they were able to build a visual profile of what the perpetrator looks like and they could also tell that it was the same DNA from the same individual for both of these murders. So they were connected. That is some um, magical computer on bones shit. <laughs> right. So the same offender was responsible for both of these murders. And despite putting the DNA through uh, the nationwide database over 10 years ago, they, you know, they still haven't been able to identify this individual. But I'm also I'm going to share my screen again so you can see the composite that they put together of what this person looks like. So I'm going to scroll to what this guy's picture looks like. So they showed different pictures of him at different ages. So wow. I believe this is 25, 35, and either 45 or 55. Mm-hmm. Because they obviously they don't know how old this guy was when he committed. Um, right. These murders, these are pictures of oh. these lovely women um, in other times. So, and they can tell based off of the DNA profile. Can you imagine if I was like, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. That, that's my neighbors. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's Rapey McGee from down the street. You know, you know my friend, Rapey. Oh, ooh. there's another article where they show that... Um, all they can really tell, I mean, besides just the amazing work of actually being able to construct what this guy probably looks like. Mm-hmm. So his ethnicity is Latino, but then, of course, they show all the different countries where he could have his genetic background. And it is, of course, it's Spain, you know, Latin America, a few countries in Central America, uh, South America, and then, interestingly enough, it looked like South Africa. Okay. So they have this guy's DNA. They have an idea of what he looks like. They don't know his age. Uh, they don't know who he is. And they don't know how he knew and or interacted with either of these ladies. Which, of course, brings us to the rabbit holes of the World Wide Web that we all know and love and have a love-hate relationship with so much. Okay. So, so people on Web Sleuths and Reddit and a million other local forums, um, of course, whenever this comes up in the news, they have so many theories that they that people start throwing around. You know, it's, it's all of us at um, home. I'm gonna solve it. Well, also, if it's really interesting, so that update from Fairfax County came in December of 2019. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, we were all forced to sit our asses at home for an extended period of time. So people start doing what they do and dig around on the internet. I guess I should just be thankful that people didn't fall into that QAnon rabbit hole. Right. Instead, maybe they're looking at trying to help solve a local cold case. This is a lot more, produ- is a lot more productive and has a lot less reptile people. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you the, the official police 
theory, and then we can talk about some alternative web theories. Okay. And then we can talk about what you think. Okay. So, according to police, the two victims didn't know each other and believed that they were just targeted as crimes of opportunity because they were elderly and because they were vulnerable. They believe that the offender may have been posing as a good Samaritan. Both of these incidents happened as the victims were coming home from being somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Now, these being older houses built in the 50s, they didn't have attached garages or any garage. So if they're coming home, they're coming home, they're parking in the driveway and then getting out of their vehicle and being outside going from the car to the house. Both of these women did volunteer charity work, so they could have met this individual through that Mm -hmm. outlet. Or they think another possibility is they could have hired this person to do work at their house, or this could be someone who is coming by to do work at their house through some other company. So, like, it could have been somebody coming to check the water meter or do a cable install or a landscaper. But the big ticket items at both of the houses were left behind, so they don't think that burglary was a motive, and there were no signs of a break-in at either location, so they think that these women may have known this individual. They think that the suspect has some sort of link to the Springfield, Virginia area, either through a girlfriend or through a job. Okay, so that's the official police theory. as and I'm, you know, I will be taking in the web theories as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but that all sounds. That's kind of like where I was assuming as well. Like even if it's not, or if it's not the worker himself, if it's like the friend mm-hmm. or cousin or brother of a worker that was like, you know, the person's talking about their day and like hears about mm-hmm. this and he's like looking for someone to murder and rape. Oh, right. You know, uh, and it's just like, interesting. Because I think the only thing I'm a little about is the crime of opportunity. Because it's like, I feel like they're a little too clean because I feel like the joints were cased. He was, he knew they were alone. Because like, if he, Uh if he hadn't observed them at least a little bit, how would he not know that they didn't have like, a strapping young buck at home or whatever right, you know right, i feel like there was there right. had to have been i don't think it was just like do 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 feel like raping awesome you know i feel like it was maybe right. a little bit so, more forethought than that so there were a lot of people in the in the forums capital t capital f who were wondering you know did this individual work at marion newman's mother's nursing home maybe Right, so knew that she had this routine that she followed every single day and would have been talking to either Marion or her mother to know that she didn't have any other individuals in her residence. Or, you know, was this person uh, someone who either worked at the grocery store or, I, you know, just happened to be there when Marion Marshall was getting groceries and followed her home? Um, saw her taking in her groceries herself and was like, ah, maybe she was alone. But I agree, that's a risk, right? If you don't actually know, there could be some grandson could be inside. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. So here are some of the crazy theories that people came up with okay. on the interwebs. So, because so, so they're, a little, they're a little bonkers. They're not, you don't think they're super viable? <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk about let's it. Okay. Okay, so of course, there were many, many people 
who said, this sounds like the second Marion, so Marion Newman, was, was the actual target, intended target, and that maybe someone had, because of an inheritance or some, I don't know, supposed beef, wanted her dead, so hired a hitman who got the wrong Marion first, and then they had to go back and fix it. Here's my issue with that. Um, if you are spending the money to hire a hitman, like, I get it. You can't just go to, like, Angie's List and, like, <laughs> look up a hitman who has, who has like, a five-star rating or the Better Business Bureau. But at the same time, when you're spending the amount of money that I assume one has to spend on a hitman, which I'm also assuming is in cash, I feel like you're going to make sure that that person has enough information to get the right person the first time. And you're not just going to be like, so she's a lady in her 70s whose first name is, is Marion. And who wears fuchsia who lipstick in, city. in her driver's license photo. Right. Um, they're not gonna, But not give them like an address. They're not. Yeah, something. they're not going to transfo- transpose a number and send them to a haunted house. You know. Right. But also in that instance, I feel like they would also have just done the hit and not the sexual assault part. But you're all but then you're also like you're spending extra time there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're increasing the amount of time that you could get caught and obviously leaving uh, more evidence. evidence yeah, behind. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. So about, have they still not that. released because they said upper body trauma. They've still not said right. why. But we can probably assume maybe strangulation because both of them had the neck issue. Yeah. Like if it was yeah. if it was so bad for them to ask if She'd had throat sir. I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah. That's bad. Yes. A few other people suggested, and this one is, this one is, the next couple are actually like really far-fetched. And, and that's saying something if the hitman theory mm-hmm. has already been put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously there's something that hinges around the fact that Marion Newman's custom ring was taken and it's never turned up, right? Like So like it hasn't, shown up at any local pawn shops or anything because it's, it's very easily identifiable. I mean, maybe they split it um, up, though. I, I don't know if the individual diamonds are identifiable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's also like, okay, so but did somebody take it for a sentimental reason oh. or personal reason, right, other than not, like, for a monetary reason because that's the only thing of monetary value that was taken from either of these crime scenes. Yeah, do, do we know if the former husbands were former because of death or divorce like i don't know that's a great question because if one of them wanted Uh, to go for it somebody did posit the theory that maybe someone who has a tie to one of marion newman's former husbands but maybe not marion herself could be the perpetrator um with the idea being that they're like seeking some kind of revenge or a perceived justice to some slight or other issue but you know long between her and one of her exes which i mean maybe but that's also again like uh like i do you really feel that strongly about someone else's issue like that's that's a lot right like it's it's one of those things where it's like if she you know she's living this sort of like quiet life 
you know, she has a very strict schedule. She she doesn't seem like someone like, oh, did she have a lot of enemies? Like, if I right. if I were she to if, if this were to happen to me, you wouldn't be like she had so many enemies. Like, I'm sure there's people that aren't <laughs> fond of me, but I don't think there's anyone that's gonna like pay someone to get me. Okay, and here's here's the the other one, which is even further further fetched, far fetched, and then. For, yeah, for, sure. further fetched. Whatever. For, further fetched. Further afield. <laughs> Thank you. You will particularly like this one. Oh, will I? Oh, you will. Dragon? Snellygaster? It, 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 get, it gets into uh, adopted children. Oh, hey. So someone said, and they tried to qualify this by saying, totally random, but here's a thought. I'm like, okay. That's like saying no offense. Like, it doesn't make <laughs> what you're about to say more acceptable. I don't mean to be racist, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. They said, did either one of them perhaps have a quote unquote, again, this is a quote. This isn't me saying this. Did anyone have a quote unquote secret child that they gave away? And then perhaps the child found out about it, but only had very little information on them. And so they found a woman whose name was Marion, who lived in this general area and was the right age. And so... They went to confront her, and they did this, and then they found out later they didn't have the right one, and so they went and and did it again. And I was like, so you're telling, so they went and raped and killed their birth mother. Is that what you're? I'll show you. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there. To be clear, there's no good oh, scenario yeah. oh, here, yeah. but those are bad. Those are real bad. Yeah, those are real bad. Yeah. Also interesting, but. Just another fact, but I think it really ties into the police theory of, of the crime of opportunity because I know you're not super for, uh, familiar with the Northern Virginia area, Springfield, Virginia, which is actually where Super Husband grew up before they moved out to Reston. A Northern Virginia suburb of DC is very, very close to the Beltway mm-hmm. to 495, right? Lizards, the the big awful so heinous highway that goes around the DC suburb metro area and suburbs and giant ring i it's so bad that and and it's just like it's so stressful to me to take that road and people are awful that like i will only drive on 495 if i go to dunkin donuts first <laughs> and i get an iced coffee and at least two donuts like i need that fuel before i get on 495 like i just i hate it you so got much. you got to armor up before you, uh... <laughs> exactly. So, but where both of their houses were located in Springfield, both were only about three minutes away from 495. So, just adding to the possibility of the crimes of opportunity, I mean, location-wise, someone could commit a crime and then be on the Beltway, and if it's not rush hour, hey you can be in another state very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think? Um... So I think it's really interesting that it's, although not surprising, that it's the same perpetrator because it seems like such a speci- it's such a specific crime here. Mm-hmm. I part of me thinks you know it's just circumstantial that they were both named Marion because I'm assuming at around the time that they were born, this was probably a very popular lady's name. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, maybe when we're in our 70s, I'll be like, oh, no, another Jennifer. Mm-hmm. It's the Jennifer murders. And we'll be like, no, literally, like, there were five Jennifers in, in my first grade class. Mm-hmm. And it was Jenny A and Jenny C and Jenny D. So, um, so I don't think that that really has too much to do with it. I do, I mean, obviously it's heinous and horrible, and I can't believe that they still haven't found this individual. It is just hard for me to believe, though, that someone could commit two, like, very heinous crimes like this, and then they just haven't committed anything else anymore, right? Like, it wasn't, I mean, thank goodness there weren't, like, five other old church ladies that got hurt, but at the same time, it's like, these were, like, very, very, you don't wake up one day. And decide this is what you're going to do, right. right? Like, there are things that, like, people build yep. up to something like that. And then I also find it, you don't just stop unless something happens to you. And if this individual were in jail, I feel like we would have their DNA in some database somewhere. So I don't feel like it's because they were incarcerated. I don't know if it's because they... Are dead. Are, no long, are, are dead, are no longer in the country, are in the military, and therefore are, like, stationed or deployed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But it just seems strange that the... And they happened relatively close in time. I mean, three months right. apart from each other, right? And so... And then just nothing. Right. Unle- I mean, unless there are other crimes where he didn't leave the DNA behind or we got smarter about it or they haven't tested the mm. DNA. So maybe there might be some that are similar that mm-hmm. aren't being connected, but I agree, you know, it's, it'd be weird to just do those two and be done because I, my thought is the same that I think the Marion thing is a coincidence. I think the fact that they were so similar, like the MO is similar is, you know, the beginning of a serial killer. He has a type. He wants to target, you know, these older ladies. He could easily overpower. He has some mm-hmm. sort of issue with women, particularly older women. So he wants to exert the power and rage over them. Um, and also, and you know, maybe he assumed they would also have really easy to steal shit that might get overlooked, like a ring. But um, the first Marion had not married, so she didn't have one. Um, she didn't have her, mm-hmm. you know, championship ring. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, maybe she what you know her super bowl ring was in the lot you know she didn't take it out to go to the grocery store um you know so i i think it was it was more of a type thing than anything and the marion thing would be i mean again, like i had five katie's in my graduating high school class right so it would be very easy to have the katie murders if they someone wanted to target yeah. <laughs> people from the born in the early 80s um yeah i mean that's super brutal I feel like the hitman thing is a little far afield. Uh, <laughs> I I cannot I cannot buy into the hitman thing just from a quality perspective. I can't I can't. I might be more willing to be into it, but like but you know, as you brought up, the the assault I think makes it less of a job and more of a this person cuz you know, rape is yes. about power and and it is you know, it's Yes. So it's just it, that I feel like that's not something of like, well, I'm carrying out a job. Yeah, yeah. and But also, you know, when you think about, okay, do I know hitmen? Not that I know of. What is my experience with this community? Uh, the movie, Grass Point Blank. That's about it. Um, in that movie, John Cusack is, while yes, he is a killer and a hitman, he's also a professional. He gets in, he gets the job done, and he gets out of there. So I just, just from a quality perspective, 
I, I, I just can't see that being a, right? That There are so many risks that that person took. So many risks right. that, that person took. And so my thought is, but like maybe it's someone who decides this is what they're going to do. Maybe they've, mm-hmm. you know, harmed animals or done other stuff, but they decide this is what they're going to do. They do, they do the first crime. And they're just going to start ramping up because, oh, my God, I got away with it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the exact same thing because it worked so well the first time. It, it worked the first time. Why not? Why, why mess with the success? Right. Like, if it ain't right. broke, uh, target right. same profile. So it's, it seems like, and it's only three months later, and it's in the same area. It, either did they move somewhere else and continue doing something like this? And, like, maybe it's, like, a jurisdictional thing that we don't know anything more Mm. Um, or did they then die of, you know, getting a car accident, whatever, and something stopped I mean, them. if karma is a thing, hopefully it was a yeah. long, slow, and torturous death. One would only hope. But yeah, you know, because it, it, it is so baffling that, like, because it, like, when someone has such a clear MO and they did it, it, it did it twice so similarly, it seems so strange. So close together. That there's not more. And that they didn't start doing it like, you know, so close and like ramp up and like that's how they're caught. Or, or they just decided to stop or something like the Golden State Killer and someone's, and one day he's living another life somewhere else and his wife, partner, whatever is just like, let's do 23 and me. And then we catch him. (laughs) (laughs) That could happen. That could happen. Um, and I know I just said I hope the DMV wars, the DMV civil wars are over, but I have to tell you, as part of researching <laughs> this, Uh-oh, you're gonna I found reignite the it. most, no, 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 I just found the most amazing website that I didn't know about before. Now, I don't know when the last time was this was updated, but there's just in general, there's a website called fracturedfairfax.com. Okay. And one of their subpages it's called Death Houses in Fairfax County. And they list out cities in Fairfax County and then addresses, specific addresses of houses, along with the information on uh, who was murdered there. I didn't know there was so many, <laughs> such a wealth of knowledge at my fingertips. It's overwhelming now now granted some of them are accidents that Uh happened uh uh and so there was just a death in the home okay so we could only hope that this will be solved one day and justice can be found for these poor women um that was a a big old mystery thank you uh that was really interesting i mean you want mysteries (laughs) Fairfax has apparently got him. I had never heard of this before, and I forget. I stumbled across it um, looking at something else, and it was an article that kind of linked out to it. I think it was about the the DNA update, and then I started going back in time, and I was like, what? The actual... Wow. Well... Also, everyone, while there are a lot of people that will tell you having a routine is a good thing for you and your body... Not no, it's not good in terms of serial killers and murdering. Mm-mm. Somebody knows your routine. Mix up, mix up that mm-hmm. walking route. Change it up. Mix up that like maybe Change it maybe up. you go on a walk every day at X time, but you go it to different places. Yes, or even you know be a rebel. Change up your walking time. It's true. Uh, have a rotating schedule so every week it shifts mm-hmm. forward, or or mm-hmm. like uh, 
like pressure luck. It's a boop, 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 boop. It's time for a walk. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies. Can we, also, can we also add in time for a glass of wine? Boop, 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 and boop, sometimes boop, you're boop, like, I'm going to go exercise. You're like, oh, sorry. Sorry, the fates have decided. <laughs> Not tonight. Not tonight. And lizards. We will uh, post things, the links in the show notes as always. And we haven't said this since back in the Unsolved Mysteries days, but if you look at this and you have any information, uh, there's links to Fairfax oh Crime Solvers in the article. Yes. Um, and we'll include that as well. So, yes, you know. And the police non-emergency number, oh. which I, I don't know why I thought that was funny. At first, I was like, non-emergency. And I was like, well, okay, I guess it's not the same as a 911 call, but still. Yes, yes. But still. But still. Um, yes. Yeah. And we will uh, see you next week when I talk about something. Uh, I promise it won't be Maryland related. You deserve a small break. It's a mystery. <laughs> uh, you deserve a small break from the weirdness that is my home state. I, I did, when I was home, see quite a few family members. And I did ask them if we had any family mysteries. And all I got was there was a woman who was actually the grandma of a cousin and not the mother of a cousin as they presented to the world because there was a teen mother situation. Um, which every family's, I feel like every family's got a good story like that. I mean, and it's, it's just sort of like, I was like, okay, but is one of them a pirate? Like I was just asking to see if there was like another layer to it. I was like, Oh no, it was just, you know, did I, did I ever tell you I was way too, I was way too old when I pieced together the fact that my grandmother was only 16 years older than my mother. Did I ever tell you? <laughs> like, I was very, I was an adult when I did this. Yes, which means that my grandmother was 15 when she so yeah, it was wed. Yes, it was not a it was not a mystery like and uh, no. and then the baby's father was Clark Gable. Like it, there was no oh, there was no like n- twist no. to it. It was just no a run, was just, run of the mill. The mystery was more. How did it take me so long <laughs> to, to piece this information together? Correct, correct, correct. Um, yeah. So yeah, so nothing interesting from that front. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. You can find us, um, online at our accounts. We're at Wine Times Pod on Instagram and Twitter or at our individual accounts. You can find me at Katie Haas and MM at, at True Crime Wine 69. Thank you as always to Chris Hansen and, uh, come pop a bottle with us next week and we'll talk some more mysteries. See you guys.